Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Michelle Laws. Michelle specializes in helping clients understand the financial implications of divorce and make informed settlement decisions. Hello, Michelle. Good morning. So I have got to talk to you before and learn a lot about you. But I think that this is amazing because your story is, this happened to me. And I didn't want it to happen to other women, so I made a business around it. Talk about that. Well, years ago, back in 2012, I went through an extremely complex divorce situation, one in which an out-of-state business presented itself towards the end of the divorce proceeding, as well as 41 hidden bank accounts. I was blindsided, so when that happened to me, myself, knowing numbers, understanding finances, I wondered what did it do to the average woman or man, either one, if they're not the one who took care of the finances in the home, this could totally throw them in a whirlwind situation. And, you know, the thing about that is that so many of us have a person that is responsible for the financial side of things in marriage. You know, it's like the we kind of tend to like here are your duties, here are my duties, and that, and the financial duties, obviously, big thing to tell married couples now, should be joint. Agreed. Everybody should know where the money is. So don't let this happen to you kind of thing. But um, so 41 bank accounts, oh my gosh. It was this a was shock. A, this was a very busy, busy ex-husband. Yes, it was a typical shell game, but this happens more than we realize. Maybe not to the extent of that many, but this type of behavior during divorce situations is actually common. So you help uh, people. So like if someone's going to go through a divorce, then you're doing the due diligence on the financial end and helping like, let's make sure we know where all the money is. Yes, I'm on the team for the divorce, and I only look at the finances. So it can be something as simple as understanding and help educate what the certain accounts are, how they work, whether there's a tax implication or not. It can be something like forensics, where I'll go in and trace and look for the hidden money, the hidden assets, or something of a business valuation where we assign a value to a closely held business. Oh my gosh. And th- and this happens a lot more than we know. Yes. It it is interesting to me how much it does happen. I know that um you know, when you're working with any sort of professional in the world of divorce that is helping you in any way with divorce, they have seen a lot and they will clue you into things like, hey, maybe you should see a, if there's like a hidden credit card situation going on and what's going on with that. And and it is surprising when you find this out. It's just, it's devastating. It is. And one thing that I have found with my clients is they were in the dark. Yeah. And one thing we try to do is help bring light to the situation they're in in whatever realm we can versus what they've been dealing with. And at the very end, at least they have peace of mind knowing, was everything found? Did I understand what I was doing? 
did someone explain it to me in terms that I could understand and make informed decisions? Well, and then and then on top of it, that like, what is it like to also be witness to the emotional and mental trauma that goes around this? Because I can imagine this person feels very betrayed. Supposedly we got married because we loved each other. And now I find out that you've been hiding all of this from me. And it's such betrayal. And sometimes it's even hard to see past that betrayal when you begin. And there's a lot of other emotions that may be surfacing depending on the dynamics of the marriage and the breakdown that it became. So to answer that, how is it? I really feel like sometimes I'm also kind of a counselor because um, I help them get past the emotion so that we can look at strictly the transactions that need to happen, you know, making the decisions of how to divide the assets or how to make a decision on the support payment that they need, something in that realm. So to those young people out there that are, well, I don't care what age you are, thinking about marriage, <laughs> um, do you have some advice for them on maybe some things they should put into place ahead of time in order to be safe? Safe to me is a relative term. I get it. I gotcha. Right. Uh, safe on the, at least as much as we can be on the financial end of things. I would say make sure to ask the right questions. You need a lot of transparency from both parties. So if you're getting ready to get married, you really need to ask the questions of past financial history. What was their family history like on the finance? Mm. Who did it? Mom or dad? You know, what were they like? Spenders or savers? Because everything that they grew up with is part of them, right. and now that's going to become part of your marriage. So if you don't know what it is, you don't know if that's something that you can deal with. And finance is really the third biggest reason for divorce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think, you know, the whole everything around our financial lives, our money lives, all of that, I mean, that, that really does a lot of it, how we handle money stems from childhood. What did we learn? What did our parents write on our on our wall, if you will? What things do you need to now erase and figure out later? Yes. Um, you know, because that is the world we live in. This is, you have to have money. Yes, money makes the world go round. There's a reason for that saying. Right. I mean, it's it's a part of our everyday lives. I was thinking about this recently, how we... Um, I wonder at what point in the history of humankind was it we are basically purchasing almost daily. It feels like you're buying something almost daily for something, whether it's you're spending money on your electricity to I have to run to the grocery store and get some more bread. Or eggs. Or eggs. Right now, eggs. <laughs> Woo! Those are at a premium. My daughter lives in Denver, and she was telling me that they didn't have eggs for a while. She was, she, I was on the phone with her last night when she was shopping, and she was like, oh, my gosh, there's eggs. We finally have eggs again. And there were five-something a dozen in Denver. Here, I, I got it for three-something recently. It's crazy, the inflation on eggs. Make sure on eggs. <laughs> I've been telling you. It's time to get chickens. Agree. <laughs> then the feed will go up on that. But <laughs> All right. So... I understand that in the future, you have some plans that you are working on right now uh, to help other financial professionals with their clients that are going through divorce. Yes. Um, I felt over the years 
as the divorce business that I have um, have developed has helped so many people, and it's really made a change and allowed people to divorce smarter and even more educated with what they had to had to choose and what they had to decide. So knowing that divorce is not going away. Mm-hmm. The percentage for divorce is anywhere from 50 to 75, depending on if you've been married once, twice, or your third time. So there really needs to be more professionals to help those individuals. So I'm developing something that'll launch later this year that's going to be able to teach these financial professionals how to develop a model like mine to help anyone dealing with divorce. And these can be advisors, CPAs, you name it. Any financial professional. There are different requirements. They need to have some background in finance and have some understanding of how numbers work and how they work together. But as long as they have the education expertise, I can help train them uh, going forward to be able to be like me. So one of the things before we started this podcast, you and I were chatting and I was taken aback and floored by the fact that you know a lot about a person just looking at their financials. I mean, this is just eye-opening to me. So we just happened to be on the um, subject of sociopaths. And you literally said, you know, it's something we talk about all the time. You said that you can tell from a financial statement if a person is a narcissist or a sociopath simply because of how they bank. Yes, I've... I've done this for so long. Again, I've been in the financial industry for 22 years. So I can look at a bank statement and gather the type of personality they are. And those type of personalities, again, we toss around sociopath and narcissist and yeah, this is, a lot. This is, this is not like we're not trying to just like, oh, this right. is something we say all the time. I mean, this is, we see these people. Yes. You know, we've come against these people. Yes. And these true individuals, I can look in the way their patterns appear in a financial statement or a bank statement and gather the type of personality there. That is so interesting to me, Michelle, that you can do that. I mean... Experience. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, I, I, I will tell you, I have yet to meet a person who has said to me, I can look at your bank statement. I have a good idea of what you're... This is an interesting personality test. Yes. Right? Yes. Crazy. I love it. That's so cool. That's so cool. So what what haven't I asked you that I should ask you? I thought all your questions are great. Oh, good on me. I'm stumped. I'm so I don't awesome know you at interviewing. <laughs> well, tell everyone how to find out more about you. Uh, best way to find out is we do have a website, uh, divdollars.com. So D-I-V dollars.com. We also can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, We also have another website, Turning Point Financial Group. Both of those websites will tell you about us and a way to contact us. And then the Saturdays. Yes, we do a workshop called Second Saturday for Divorce. It is what we like to call the 101 of divorce. So it's an attorney, myself, and a mental health professional. And what we do is spend three hours teaching them what divorce is, what it's about, choices, how it really works, how it impacts them from an emotional and a mental perspective, and their children. And then I talk about the financial portion of how to start 
where to begin because so many go out and they see an attorney and they talk about their case and the attorney lets them know of the position they would take and what things would look like, but no one really teaches them about divorce. That has to be incredibly helpful. Extremely. And we have found with anyone who's attended our workshops, that's what they have said to us, is this is exactly what I needed to be able to make the informed decisions. So it really helps you to be so much more informed because divorces, you don't know. If you've not done it before, it's like this very unknown and it feels scary. And it's hard to navigate. If you don't have someone that's going to come alongside you, Right. it's really difficult to navigate those emotions and really understanding, again, what you're looking at from the financial side. So that's where we, we do the second Saturday. And we've been doing it now for about six, seven years. Um, we just do it once a month. And any of our information can actually be found at secondsaturdayillinois.com. Awesome. All right, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit now. Now I've got the more fun questions for you, Michelle. Oh, Let's I'm in get trouble to know now. Michelle on on a whole other level. All right, so this is one of my questions for you. All right, so I'm I'm going to guess. You know, you always have your phone and your keys and your wallet, and but is there another item that goes everywhere with you? Lip gloss. I love it. <laughs> That's an important thing. <laughs> Do you have a favorite kind? Not really. More of a color. What is your color? More of a, um, I would say kind of a October orange kind of feel. Ooh, fancy. I love it. All right. Growing up as a kid, did you have like a favorite cartoon or show? Like is there one that you're just kind of maybe tops the list? Define kid. Was I little with a cartoon like Garfield or was I a little older with like a Punky Brewster type? What's your favorite? <laughs> I Where do you want to take it? I'll say Punky Brewster. All right. I don't remember. I, rem I remember the name Punky Brewster. I don't remember the, what was the premise of the show? She was kind of a younger girl, probably middle, probably middle school, um, always wore crazy clothes and hair and was just kind of a little... Um, little wild. I love it. Identify with her. <laughs> I wonder where Punky Brewster is these days. All right. So um, this podcast, you know, I am all about kindness. And you were obviously living kindness. You were doing an amazing service for these women and men out there that need to navigate finances plus divorce. But just share with us something recent yeah, either you witnessed, you gave some some kindness, you received some kindness. What's top of mind? I would say I'm one of those that I like to go to restaurants and buy somebody's meal next to me. Um, so that would probably be the top of my mind of something that I've just recently done. Oh my gosh, this got to be fun. Do I mean, do people get so excited? They do, but I don't let it know that it's me, <gasps> but I get to watch anonymous it. anonymous about it. Yes. Oh, my gosh, how fun. Are you the person that buys my coffee in front of me at Starbucks? Depends what Starbucks you go to. <laughs> <laughs> That's always so fun, though. I always wonder who breaks the chain, right? Because then I'm going to buy the person behind me who's going to buy. You know, you wonder. You want, Although, I guess if it was somebody's like, oh, they ordered 50 lattes, they'd be like, mm, I'll, I'll buy one of those for them or maybe right. a couple <laughs> A little bit of a discount when they get to the window. Oh, my gosh. Well, 
Michelle, thank you so much. This thank is you. great information. I'm excited that um, we get to share this information with people. It's so important, and I can't even imagine how many people out there right now are thinking, I didn't even know a Michelle Laws existed. I need to know this for myself or a friend or what have you. And that's actually what I'm told most often is, where were you six months ago? Yeah. Where were you three years ago? Because we really haven't put out there the type of service we provide. So now we tend to advertise a little bit more. Word of mouth has gotten out. So we're more of a, a name out there now. I love it. Well, Michelle Laws, thank you for everything you were doing on this earth right now. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. And everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash. Go about, have a wonderful day, and don't forget to be kind to everyone. Love you all. Bye. Bye.